Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the number one Bengals podcast. I'm Daddy McDook. I'm joined as always by Dr. Hoji Delector Kismoji and John Sheeran. And we have a very, very special guest today. I'm talking about Paul Catalina, yeah. who was a host on ESPN for 15 years. He is now the host of the Believe in Cowboys podcast with Orlando Skandrick. And, uh, and he also is a writer for uh, Sikkim 365. Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, the return of Andy Dalton. Yeah, yeah, so yeah he's back. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of wondered if you guys would want to talk about Andy Dalton. Yeah, he's so Andy as ever. He's just as Andy as ever. It's he's Andy definitely Paul. didn't talk about him enough in the last he's, ten years. It's, so it's it's Andy versus Randy. And Andy yeah, Paul, Dalton versus Randy Bullock. Paul, you know, a lot of times people feel jealous of their exes, you know, this and that. But I just want to say he's all yours. I mean, I, we have no, no, I mean, like yeah. we do not have any attachments. No, actually, it's funny you should say that. It's funny yeah. you say that, that you, because to me, Andy Dalton is like the ex-husband that maintains a good relationship. I mean, people in Cincinnati still love Andy Dalton. We're kind of, I'm going to be rooting for the guy because he's kind of a sweetheart, even though the problem with Andy and I don't know if Paul, if you'd agree with this. The problem with Andy is that he's just good enough so that you almost wonder if it could work. And he's just bad enough that it doesn't work. <laughs> I, I think you you pretty much nailed it. I think you pretty much nailed it with Andy Dalton. Now, for the Cowboys, he's the best backup quarterback they've had in a long, long time. We're saving money at that position, just to be quite honest with you, and still remain to because they haven't really paid Dak Prescott what he's worth yet. But And that's another thing that's coming down the line. But Andy Dalton, you know, he he was a, a, a seemingly a nice pickup in the offseason. And, and look, for what he's been dealt, I think he's been okay. But I kind of see where Bengals fans just said, all right, enough is enough with Andy Dalton and he's somebody I've been I've been watching since he was in college at TCU and he's good I mean he's fine but you know he he has a very low ceiling and you want to like him you do but you know again you're he, he's gonna leave you wanting more it's, it's yeah. crazy how we have watched that for nine years right and Cowboys fans at least some that I've seen on Twitter are saying the same exact thing about Dak Prescott it, it's, it's crazy to me it's like you don't know what you have until you don't Oh, that, that really Prescott, well. yeah, that's I mean, another that, good marriage metaphor, by the way, John. V- love the wisdom you're putting out today. You don't yeah. know what you got till it's gone. How no, many? Ima- how many a divorce has has led to a remarriage? At least in no. My I case. mean, John hasn't been divorced. I don't even think you know one tenth many as many John? times. Three times, week. four times. I need, I no, need up that score. you're a root. You need to get up on on Hoji's level. Yeah, I, I many a good divorce lawyer. Yeah, but let's be clear, Dak Prescott was I think he threw like four or five 400 yard games. I think the game he got injured other than that he was averaging like 400 yards a game am I right Paul? I mean yeah. it was it was historic. I mean this kid I mean all the talk of you know he's not worth what 30 million what was it originally they could have had him for per yeah, year I mean, you know? They, I mean it is shocking yeah. 
Yeah, it is. And, and it's great. Uh, John made a great point. Cowboys fans with Dak before the season, I remember the funny thing was like, well, now they got Andy Dalton and this is a message to Dak. And it's like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, are you, are like do you do you watch? Sometimes I wonder if people are, we're all watching the same thing. I mean, that's kind of yeah. how it is in like the universe, but like in the world in 2020. But like, are we all watching the same thing? So I'm watching Dak Prescott just do nothing but win. And then Andy Dalton is no longer in Cincinnati anymore because for the last three years, he did nothing but lose. And now was that all his fault? No, but like you can't just dismiss it from him. And with Dak Prescott, he was the only thing that was keeping the Cowboys relevant at all this year. I mean, he was the defense was so bad. I mean, the, especially when he was still healthy before he broke his leg. They were so bad. I mean, I, I think I told you guys this before. John F. Kennedy was still alive before there was a defense that had played this bad for as many weeks as they had. So, yeah. You can't he, was your, he was your Joe Burrow, so to speak. I mean, our team has really fallen apart without Joe Burrow, and we see all the flaws come forth. Yeah, Paul, can I okay? Can I ask you something? Because I don't follow the Cowboys that closely, okay? Mm -hmm. But is this a Jerry Jones thing? Because look, Hoji and I are old enough to remember. I know you and John are probably not, but when the Cowboys under Jimmy Johnson, I mean, that was well, I'm 40, so I the believe okay. me. I okay, so you're about you're about half okay. half of Hoji's age, yeah. yeah. But so like you look at what what Jimmy Johnson did to the Cowboys. We're talking about basically mostly pro bowlers that they draft. Named the, they named I mean, the subway, it was a, a subway restaurant after him, Jimmy Johnson. Right, great, great. And 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 the thing is, Jerry Jones. It's it's very clear to me. I don't know. Maybe maybe this is just you know my own history, rewriting history in my mind. But at the time that I was reading, Jerry Jones just didn't like that all the credit was going to Jimmy Johnson. Well, he and was so jealous now, of his hair. He was jealous of that beautiful hair. That that too. And then we have and then we have this here with Dak Prescott. It's like okay, you have a franchise quarterback. You gotta pay Again, him like a franchise. And at the head, and he's like, no, you know, maybe we can put pressure on him to sign for less because you know our team, you know, our offensive line is a stacked. Or this is like we built the team right. And so now. We can just put in the Andy Dalton, and the t the team will still, you know, be functioning. It seems like an ego thing again. Well, okay, I'm gonna give you a brief Jerry Jones, Jimmy Johnson history lesson. So Jimmy wanted to leave too; they were sick of each other. So Jimmy kind of forced his way out, uh, and then they brought in Barry Switzer and won a little bit, and then that just ultimately di didn't work out. Actually, uh, Barry Switzer was a guest on on my show just last week, but on my on the Second Three Sixty Five show, and you know, like there's there's really there's still a little bit of bad blood between Jerry and Jimmy, but like that was it's mostly gone and. That's kind of over now because they both kind of realized where they were at in, in, in their life. Now, what I'll tell you about Jerry is he's the best owner in all professional sports, but he is a middle of the road general manager at best, sometimes the worst. So he will do because of his ego. And you're right. He does have a gigantic ego, but players love playing for him. People love working for him when they work for him. The problem is, is that if you compare him to say, and I know that you guys following the Bengals know this, the Steelers are the most well-run organization. I mean, they might be like, if you just compared them to like good run corporations like Southwest Airlines or, you know, Trader Joe's or something like that, like they just, they just run their business well. They don't, they have a singular vision of like, this is what we believe will, will be excellent and, and, and how they do that. And Jerry Jones likes to pull from a lot of different ways. Like, oh, I'm a four, three, I'm a three, four, I'm a this guy, I'm a that guy. I have this and that and that. The Steelers have been, you know, they have, this is what we're going to do. This is the personnel we're going to build. The Cowboys, you know, will change 
you know, schemes midstream. This is the problem with Mike McCarthy and Mike Nolan's defense is that, you know, Mike Nolan come in and put a 3-4. Well, they've been running a 4-3 for a decade now. So they don't have the personnel. Well, Jerry kind of often realizes these things too late. And that's what's been the last 25 years is like he's doing something he feels is innovative and changing, but he doesn't do it until it's too late. So no, I mean, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I know he wanted to draft Manziel and his yeah. his son was like, no, trust me, you got to build offensive line. Manziel is yeah. not the franchise quarterback. So I know that he is not the best general manager and he's kind of, I think, handed over duties to Stephen Jones, his son. But uh, what I was saying about the ego is now they have this guy right there. I mean, there's no decision to make. You have your quarterback. He is a star. And to acknowledge that he is the star, because like Troy Aikman, Come on, I know he's in the Hall of Fame, and you're gonna you're gonna get upset. But I mean, he was kind of a game manager, okay? I mean, it was kind of like he was in brilliant, perfect situation, okay? With a and so, and so, Andy Dalton. Yeah, you know, he was a much better Andy Dalton, much better Andy Dalton. But I mean, he wasn't kind But now he's faced with a guy who really is the franchise star, and it's hard for him to acknowledge that because wait, he wait. wants it to be about yeah. Yeah, which I might just add surprises me because I see every NFL team as having a personality. Like, the, like I like the fact that the Browns are good at the run. I, I think the Bengals have maintained their West Coast offense uh, identity. And the way I see the, the the and Steelers, for example, being kind of tough and de- defensive and all that. I, the way I see the 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 Cowboys identity is the gunslinger identity. Like I remember when Barry Switzer tried to take a gun on a plane. I think that you could have in that. Like I would say that Dak to me is like awesome for the for the Cowboys, not just because of how good he is, but you said, watch him play. When you watch that man play, he's a, he's a gunslinger. I mean, yeah. he, he's amazing. I, I mean, part of the thing with Dak is, I, I mean, look, Jerry loves players, like almost to a fault. And, and he's like, he's very forget. Like, look, uh, Randy Gregory, Alden Smith, like those are the guys who are the kind of Jerry reclamation projects on the roster right now. There's always a, a couple, you know, he loves players and players love, I mean, love playing for Jerry because most of the time he takes care of them. And believe me, when you are a cowboy, like if you are a, I don't know if it's the same in Cincinnati, but being a cowboy for four years and being moderately good will set you for life and that you can just do anything you want in, in, in Texas, really. You're, you're set. I mean, you're, you are. Okay. I mean, as long as you're, you're smart about it. And he loves players. I, the thing about Dak is kind of fascinating to me in that, like, you know, he paid Amari Cooper. He paid Zeke Elliott. He's paid all these other guys. But Dak, because that number is so big, they've just kind of gotten lost in the weeds on it. And I, I don't understand. I, I don't understand why it's gotten this far. They could have saved themselves a lot of money two years ago by just doing it two years ago when they knew that. But they've gotten in the weeds on this thing. And it, it's part of it is just like they're probably as closer than we realize but the detail that they're close on is is the biggest detail which i think yeah. is the overall years and uh with the salary cap going down it makes it even even tougher this next year but yeah it's not it's not ego he's not threatened by dak at all believe me jerry loves star jerry was on freaking entourage like jerry yeah. loved attention he loves people talking about the stars of his team now sometimes he elevates them higher than they should be but he loves stars i mean so yeah. again if he could run his team like the the steinbrenner yankees did back in the day he totally would well, let me ask you yeah, a question, follow-up yeah. question, Paul. Is Dak the same Dak after the injury? And I ask this because we have a quarterback who's had quite an injury. Is he worth as much after the injury? I think so. Um, there's some video of him last night. I mean, like, he's walking around. He doesn't even have a boot on his foot right now. Like, he's walking around without it. So the injury, like, while it looked terrible, obviously, you know, it was a horrible-looking injury. I think the Cowboys, which they seem to do a lot of time, lucked out in the fact that it could have been way, way worse. There's no ligament damage. It's just a, a broken bone. So as long as that bone heals correctly, Dak will be fine and should be good to go, you know, come mini camp if it's normal. Wow. So that and that, that remains to be, you know, seen. It, well, it yeah. Be the same, so. yeah, I mean, so this game, we don't have Dak. We have Andy Dalton. 
and yeah. congratulations uh, on, on having Andy Dalton on your team. But Bengals fans are going to be rooting for Andy Dalton, as you saw, because the Bengals, you know, you are only two games out of first place. Mm-hmm. And you guys have to still try. We do not. We have the Steelers. And yeah, we do not have to try when you have the Steelers. You know, it's like, okay, they're like, we got this. We're like, okay, we'll just get out of the way and we'll just lose over here in the corner. And we, we no don't really... Try. Yeah, I mean, uh, Paul, I mean, uh, we have nothing. We have nothing to look forward to on this team. No. We have... It's not that I, we have a I don't even like this team. Yeah. Nobody likes our team. Nobody wants to watch our team. No. And the players do not like themselves. They're not looking. They they, they can't apart. look at them. Yeah. They, their families don't like them. It is it is a bad situation, Paul. And <laughs> and really, yeah, really, you're going to win this game. Let's just be clear. You're going to win this game because we have our defense looks okay at some at some times, but not against you know more potent offenses. You can see and the skepticism our, in his face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and our and our offense, our offense is really like we get like two yards a carry, and the furthest our quarterback can throw downfield is about three yards. So yeah, I just want to talk about the preview a little bit, John. I want to get your take on this matchup. I, I want to ask, like Paul, last time the Bengals played the Cowboys was 2016. Ezekiel ran for like 140 yards in that game, including like one long touchdown. Since then, I, like I don't I don't know what Zeke is now. Every time I watch the Cowboys on on primetime, whatever, he's fumbling or he's just not really explosive in it right now. I, I feel like Bengals fans will, will root for him to have a good game in the hopes that the Bengals lose. But like what, what has been going on with Zeke and like is Tony Pollard just that much better? Uh, I don't think Tony Pollard's like, ultimately Zeke's the best guy. I mean, last night he actually had his best game of the season. And, you know, if you watched it, like he had his best, most consistent game of the season. I think he needed that 12 days off that they got between Thanksgiving, which is a terrible game for him. And now I think he's been a little banged up. I mean, everybody's got mileage in them. Everybody has a limited amount of mileage, and it begs the question, has he is he starting to hit his? I think part of it is just the offensive line is a shell of what it was. They weren't what they thought. The offense has changed. Mike McCarthy's never been great about feeding a running back the ball, which is another reason I don't think this was the best hire that Jerry could have made, just an offensive philosophy. Even though McCarthy's not calling the plays, he's telling the guy who calls the plays what he wants him to call, So, or at least the, the, the kind of theme of that. So I don't know. I, I, I worry about Zeke long-term viability. I'm willing to give it until next year and see, like, okay, if this is a one-off. But yeah, it's a concern. Tony Pollard is certainly faster. I mean, he's faster than most everybody. So that, that's different. But he's not, I don't think he's an every down back, but they found ways to involve him more and gives you a break but you're right i mean it's a concern it's a definitely a concern i'm willing to to hold off hitting the panic button although my hand is you know sitting right over top of it waiting to like hey maybe they need to do something about zeke yeah it, it just seems like i know the cowboys have great receivers and but i don't think the Bengals are going to be necessarily worried about andy dalton doing anything and right now like people are hating on Bengals defensive coordinator lou narumo rightfully so but his unit is at least performing kind of consistently they're just not getting any help from their offense because Brandon Allen a quarterback so it just seems like if the Cowboys win this game it's going to be because Pollard and Zeke are are having their way with the Bengals defense because I just don't think that the Bengals offense can do anything even against this Cowboys defense it's going to be like it's the opposite of an unmovable force against an unstoppable object it's like the completely movable force versus the completely stoppable object you know which inept unit is going to basically win out first yeah, that, that's that, that's that's a good way to put it because the Cowboys offense is, I mean, it's pretty inept. I mean, and part of it is just the offensive line, which surprisingly only allowed one sack last night. I, I couldn't believe that. Maybe it's just the uh, Ravens are still, you know, have a COVID hangover. But I just, I, I wonder, I wonder what it's going to be and, and how, and like, if you're the Bengals, like you should blitz all the time, you know, take chances. Like, what do you have to lose? 
And the Cowboys offensive line is awful. So in, in down to the third string tackles on, on either yeah. side. Our offensive line is pretty awful. Yeah. I just want to say, I watched the game last night. And one thing that really impressed me about the Dallas Cowboys offensively was the ability of receivers to make to get yards on the play. So they would they would catch the ball short, short, short pa- uh, passes and then maybe get five, six yards on the play running. I thought that was kind of impressive and seemed to me strategically a good move considering their options. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what they had to do is throw quick passes because they weren't going to have a lot of time in the pocket. And so it was a good, it was a good game plan by Kellen Moore. Just they can't, the Cowboys cannot sustain a drive. And, and plus they're, they had a drive at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Zeke Elliott rushes for 14 yards, 11 yards and three yards. And then they said, oh, well, let's, let's just sit him down. Like, I mean, now he's got the hot hand. The thing about Zeke, like, he's better when you get to the 20th carry. When you get to the 20th, he's not getting there anymore because of whatever reason. Because sometimes because he's fumbled twice in the game and they, they just take him out. So it, it is, it is, I don't know. Th- this game is going to be, it's two bad teams, like, in a pillow fight. So I didn't really know what to expect from it. And yeah. I would expect that the Cowboys would win this one, just given the fact that, you know, all the good vibes that Joe Burrow brought the Bengals are gone because he's, he's not there and Brandon Allen's the quarterback. But I've seen the Cowboys, you know, roll it out and lose to to worse so well yeah let's hope that it's not a pillow fight let's hope it's a ticket fight (laughs) all right well listen everybody go to paul's podcast go to his website sikkim365 and make sure to subscribe to his podcast believe in the cowboys on the believe podcast network and leave a five star review as you have already done for our podcast obviously and for paul catalina john sheeran and dr hoji the electric smoji and radio mcdook so thank you for joining us we'll see you next time For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.